0: episode 41 black sunday check out the website www.goldenhr.com or stay tuned after the podcast for info and show notes
1: i think you mispronounced the title the i believe you mean the mask of satan
0: it's definitely
1: because when i was watching the movie it said the mask of satan
0: yeah but then it was clearly subtitled with the proper name black sunday i mean it's, it's it is a weird pronunciation pronunciation in Italian, but mm-hmm. that's the way it is. Black Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a 1960 Italian Gothic harmony Yeah, shut up. No, we are now sans air purifier. Well, wow. <laughs> I mean, we we have done before. I just like my air to be clean. I like it filthy. It's, I don't like that. I don't like what you said. Um, uh,
1: Nineteen sixty Gothic horror film From by
0: Mario Bava. Yes, this is Mario Bava's first film, and it is based on Nikolai Gogol's short story Vi. which is um. Also, uh, a movie I haven't seen, but there's another adaptation of Vi that I think is more more, more faithful to this story. Ah. According to the Wikipedia page, anyway, for Black Sunday, Vi mm-hmm. is about a witch who was put to death by her, her own brother only to return 200 years later to seek revenge on her descendants, which is roughly the plot of Black Sunday. Yeah, But uh, I, I believe, I've read before, that Black Sunday is like one of those adaptations that is more shock and awe. Starts at the same place, but doesn't really... Go anywhere. As I, say, I have to say, I'm after that.
1: It's it the kind of movie that read the plot synopsis and said, you're not for me.
0: Um, There's a couple um, notable things about Black Sunday um, in, in terms of our podcast. Okay. Um, I guess it's definitely one of the gory movies we've seen. Oh, yeah. I
1: mean, yeah i mean i mean i'm i'm a modern man
0: yeah full of a world of modern gore we we'll think back on the other movies we watched for this yeah they're, they're though, pretty tame i I can't, I can't think of a gorier one I mean, well we watched the fly yeah which but that doesn't really count because no.
1: no it's not really of the art Though was just for fun yeah i guess technically also
0: watched video not video drama um we did watch video Drum. oh we did watch video drama okay yeah we watched. Uh, yeah but um both of those obviously but in general, I think uh, The Witchfinder General. Yeah, has, that's kind of close. close. Yeah, something like that. Um, there was that um, the other Dracula. That was that Corey Chris Lee Dracula. It's yeah. a little, yeah. I mean, this is this, this has the thing at the beginning with the mask of Satan and the hammer and the mask. Yeah, I also, I mean, that's pretty. That's a lot of implied uh, gore. That's pretty intense for a movie set in uh, 1960. Yeah, uh, yeah they they're getting close to implying horrific violence. Or a horrific gore. Well, you mean you see the hammer hitting the man's yeah. character face, the blood spreading out.
1: But I mean, we're, I'm we're saying like in modern sensibilities, it would be like, mm. you get a nice like CG zoom in on all those
0: nails, like puncturing all the skin, mm. just blood squirting out. This, um, so like I said, this is Mario Bava's first movie, and uh he's obviously a very well-known horror director. He also did a lot of um, Sword and Sandal movies in the 60s, I think. Okay. Um, uh, this movie had a lot of censorship problems I think it was banned in the UK until like some ridiculous 1968 so it was banned for 8 years that's not too ridiculous No, it ridiculous not. would have been like 1995 I thought it was banned until like the 70s and the 80s um, and uh, pretty much every distributor has trimmed off bits of it and repackaged it you know trimmed off gore trimmed yeah. off bits you know but um yeah. They were really they were apparently very delicate then back then. There's a lot of there's a lot of eyeballs and stuff being punctured and Oh yeah. Man. Well I mean you didn't see eyeballs being punctured. Yeah, but if you compare this to movies being come out at the yes, same time, yeah. right, This is substantially more right. graphic.
1: they there's the it's it's what it is, the other movies didn't even have the implication of Gore.
0: Right. This this went away from this goes
1: pretty far. Um, but one thing it does definitely have in common with those little movies, real bad-looking bats. Yeah. Stop putting bats in movies. They just got to stop putting
0: bats in movies. So uh, do you want to give us a summary of
1: Yeah, I think you pretty much
0: did. Yep, I did the beginning with the... That was... Fly. You nailed it. The only thing you forgot is that a
1: guy meets a lady and falls in love.
0: Yeah, well, it's just it's just, it's just the world. Yeah.
1: And he sees her, he falls in love, and then he's almost like, oh, no, she's dead. Okay, so... So there's a witch, she gets to go to a mask of Satan and she dies. And then centuries later, some doctors come in, they find her like mausoleum and they're like, what's this thing? He's like, well, this is a witch. They put the mask of Satan on her, keep her kept away. And then they keep the cross there. So she knows, and the guy's like, what's our window for? And so if the cross is on her, she can't get back up. And then he proceeds to smash the cross, (laughs) smash the window and take the mask off her and put some blood in her mouth yeah but that was like that was accidental
0: I think smashing the cross was accidental too
1: it was a stone cross
0: well he was trying to get that bat though
1: yeah but he shot out I mean that dude is strong he he's broke. Great. he broke a strong bat he's broke <laughs> stone cross with a cane I, don't know, I
0: feel like a, a stone cross that maybe maybe after like a few hundred years it isn't as strong it used to be okay the, the goddess has leaked out of it a little well like yeah I don't know okay I guess <laughs> yeah, gotta look of it yeah
1: so yeah then they do that then there's some doctors and then a guy sees a vampire gets scared to death and then the doctor becomes a vampire and then they then there's the lore segment where we learn all about the vampires mm-hmm. with a strange old man that probably doesn't even
0: have a name what the, the priest? yeah he's like the priest yeah I think he's got a name but <laughs> priest plot boy right, it's kind of irrelevant I guess <laughs> that's the most important thing there's one in
1: every movie He's like, he's there to come in at like your 30 40 minute mark
0: to explain the plot to you. My favorite is Udo Kier and uh, Suspiria. <laughs> yeah.
1: They have no relation to any of the other characters. They have no real
0: drive or motivation. They're just there to explain the plot. Well, he's there because he's a priest. His motivation is to serve God. To be a priest. Yeah, that's most of their
1: motivation is to be a priest, to do priest then. Yeah, so they find out what's going on. They tussle through some, ex- some broken, hidden passages. The witch comes back, but then she doesn't because they find out she's not a real witch by taking off her shirt. And seeing she's all bones inside. So a mob comes and burns her, and then the other lady gets better. And then they fall in love. That is to say the, the young Doctor Man and Katya, the witch descendant.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the movie. Is, that's the movie. So this movie's um Definitely, you can see the. I, I feel like you can see the descendancy of this movie from the classic Universal canon. Yes, mainly I think in the sort of over the top gothic way. It, it's everything is staged, it's all castles, and the sets. Yes, yeah. exactly. And um, this movie benefits, I think, from in general better sets.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, although I think they still like. I still
0: they still don't feel real. No, but I don't think that's the point. I guess. I mean, I think since they they sort of all come from expression, German expressionism. Yeah. Which is the whole point of that was not to represent reality, but to create like a dream state. But these are obviously not doing that. Yeah, they're was creating a dream state. No,
1: no. I think I think they got that not representing reality, and then kind of didn't go that one step further. Mm a lot of these just kind of feel like they're stage stage sets but they don't feel like they're supposed to be not
0: stage sets I don't know I I feel like maybe the um, I think they they sort of vary but um, this particular one felt like they just work on sound stages and that's just how the industry works I don't know I disagree because I I think that some of the sets maybe weren't successful but um, there's there's definitely um, particular ones that it's mostly the outdoor shots. I was thinking that, I was going to say the outdoor shot was this, one of the successful ones. Oh. Was the, um, uh, I think it's like the exterior of the crypt or the mausoleum. Sure. Where there's like the stone arches and stuff. And uh, that's where you uh, see cotton for the first time with the dogs and the arch and the painted sky in the background. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a pretty, pretty uh, surrealist. Sure. set. Um, You know, I think the the crypt underneath is a pretty stock crypt. Yes. But in parts of the castle, I think uh, there's that one fireplace with the huge dragons and stuff that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. But, (laughs) yeah. Because I guess if the outside shots, they only have that kind of surrealism because they're just painted backgrounds. And, like, it doesn't match the set design of any of the interior shots. So it comes to me off as more of just, like, that's what they were working with.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think there's some intentionality there.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with all these also being really period pieces, mm-hmm. so they can't film them in just like towns, for the most part. Yeah, so they have to use these stages, so it feels like these the scenes are often like these isolated events. It is because they don't feel like they lived in, like, there's stuff around them. Mm. Which isn't necessarily, like, a big detriment to the movie. It's just something that sticks out to me. Because I neither the tracks nor really benefits it. Yeah, it just is what it is. Yeah. You know what else is what it is? The version of this movie we watched. Which was the dub of it.
0: Yeah. I, mean, I don't know how many. Uh, there, must, there might be a subtitle one available somewhere. I hope there is. I have never seen one. I've only ever seen the dubbed one.
1: I do not like dubs.
0: Like, at all. Because there's like these...
1: So I, I was thinking about, I was reflecting on it, like, what really bothers me. And there's like these three layers of disconnect to me with dubs that... All the times I can get past one or two, but like usually a lot of them trip up all three of them. Where it's like one, the voice doesn't match the words, don't match the lips, which is like fine. You can get, you
0: can sort of get, pa- I can get past that because you know like animation. It could also just be like a yeah, not even a dub, but just like a a weird. Like uh, a, the audio track is off the video, so yeah, and and plus like you know animation made in its native language doesn't do yeah. that perfectly, so that's
1: like fine.
0: You watch well, you, you don't like dubbed anime, right?
1: No, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. It's like any, and dubbed anything because it's just like, you know, watching American film, cartoons. Yeah. It's just simple mouse motions so they're not, but I mean, with human mouths they make more complex shapes. Mm, true. So, it's easier for you to notice that they're making, they're clear, they're making less of an, they're making an L sound and they should be making an
0: O sound. So I think the big, well, I think, I don't know what you're, we're getting at, but I think the big problem with the dubbing in this movie is that some of the voice actors are pretty terrible. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that's a whole separate issue. Yeah, the second layer of it is that um, when the voice just doesn't fit the body. Which yeah, yeah. that's something comes up a, a lot of times. Yeah,
1: Which is like that voice doesn't—it just doesn't look right. Like it shouldn't be coming out of that body. And the third one is the um, the voice doesn't match the acting. Like it's like it's clearly like. Like, it's sometimes just like the intonation or like the volume doesn't seem right. Like, one, like, particularly there's one scene when, like, you see the father, it looks like he's like his lips are moving very, like, he's sort of like whispering or speaking in hushed tones. But his speaking voice is just normal, like this. And it's like, it's a little weird. You
0: know what I'm saying?
1: Mm-hmm. It's like, like the, the performances aren't matching, the vocal performances aren't matching, the physical performances.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, dubs don't really bother me, but I, uh. I do... Um, the the poor voice acting is, is bothersome, but the actual <laughs> the dubbing itself, where it doesn't match, or... I mean, the, the the first issue, I guess, where you're saying where the voice doesn't match the mouth movements, that doesn't yeah. bother me at all.
1: No, I mean, if I... L- don't if it's not a close-up and and if i don't focus on lips as much if i don't think about it i can get past it but it's the other two that that's you know that's
0: why it's like layers as each i mean this movie definitely has a couple things going on with the voice acting and the dialogue because it's got the issue of um the dubbing yeah. it's got the fact that a lot of the voice acting is bad and it's got the issue of the fact that the dialogue is translated from italian yeah which sort of gives it a a whole other set of issues.
1: Yeah, sometimes sometimes translations are real wooden.
0: That being said, I, I, um, to focus on something positive about this movie.
1: Yeah. Um, well, well, a lot of these are, like, really external,
0: I think, parts of the movie. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, it's all experiential. Right. The, um, I will say that Barbara Steele's performance is pretty good in this movie. Yeah, I mean, her dubbing's fine, too. Her dubbing's actually pretty good, too, Compared to the other, compared to like the uh, romantic lead, yeah, male Mr. Mr. Romantic Lead,
1: yeah. Um, C- well, because I mean, she probably like, "Well, I already acted those
0: scenes. I know how to act them again." I don't. Um, I can't think of any uh, other really particularly notable performances in this movie. Other than Barbara Steele's, I think the rest of them are pretty wooden. They're kind of stock. Yeah, they they play their roles. I think the the professor is okay. Yeah both as the um oh, what about the vampire guy i mean he just sort of lumbers around yeah he does his job <laughs> he does his job
1: it's true he does his vampire stuff the priest looks like he has like a fake beard priest's costume does look very fake okay so i don't know if that was just me I'm like, that guy, yeah, but that was a rescue and cosplay that guy looks like he got you know kind
0: father thing from like the halloween shop but yeah, I think I think the best thing about this movie is definitely the visual visual aspects. Of yes, it. I think the visuals are pretty strong, The set design is pretty strong. I think the um, um, the camera work is very inventive. It's in that, in that it um, it's very active. Yeah, it doesn't feel like propped up cameras in a room. No, it, it, I think that avoids the um, what are your criticisms of the Roger Corman movies, and that they feel very like, like stage plays. Stage plays, like the camera just sort of observes them doesn't it it doesn't it it might move occasionally to like for like extreme dramatic emphasis yeah but this camera is like constantly at play like it's it's
1: an active participant in the scene yes
0: and it, it um it sort of helps keep the movie going when there's lots of dead spots in this movie really as far as stuff not really happening yeah but um or stuff that just well, well, the plot is
1: very... Is, is, it's like those Universal movies. It hits most of the same plot beats. Yeah. But, um... But also, like, those... See, that's the tricky thing, is I feel like a lot of these movies are very plot-heavy.
0: There's a lot of... I don't know. Yeah. I think there's a lot of... Um, Exposition, you're right. Like, but there's not a lot of plot. Like, not a lot of stuff happens, right? But I mean, they um, they rely on the plot to carry the weight of the film because right. there's like, you,
1: well, I mean, some plenty of things you can take away that you can say what's the plot of something, and it can be like a sentence long, mm-hmm. but because the film is propelled by the character work,
0: *Mazuma* doesn't really have any character work in it. Yeah, there's almost no character in this movie, and that's
1: that's pretty much.
0: But that that's also very much of the genre of the time. Yeah, I mean, a lot of movies were really like characterization movies in general. Yeah, um, but which definitely, is, definitely is, like a, a horror movie, like a B movie,
1: which is a weird thing coming out of like, I guess you know, modern
0: film. I guess a lot of modern film. Well, unless maybe just what I'm watching also I, I should I should I should correct myself a lot of movies had character development from the, this time but they tend to favor really uh, melodramatic character development uh, like um, if you think anything of Ben Davis it's very like there's definitely character arcs in those movies but they tend to like resolve like in very over dramatic ways because that, like the vampires being part of the stake where this movie doesn't really have any character development but or. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, they're literally no one really changes, or except, except from living to dead. Yeah, but also they, they don't really have anything to change from too. Right, but that's that's okay because the movie's not about characters. It's about gothic. It really it feels it does feel very like it does feel like it reaches back to the to the medieval idea of the gothic, like the monk and stuff like that, where it's like very like focused on the pitched battle between heaven and hell and and. Satan. They are not fans of Satan. And um, you know the just the overtop violence really of those of those classic books. I mean, I guess this one definitely earns the Gothic title. Yeah, those masks look pretty good. Yeah, and that's that's a cool. there's a lot of cool set pieces. Um, I think that um, Mario Bava is, um known for like the class elements in his movies I don't know if this movie
1: I don't think so if if it is I don't know where it is it's hiding somewhere in the corner I mean that tavern girl has to go get milk in
0: the middle of the night Yeah, I mean, certainly there's like the idea of the predatory upper class there.
1: Yeah, but it's very slight.
0: Yeah. Because they're they're mostly preying on each other. I've also seen some, I also read a piece that I'll have to like to in the show notes because I don't remember where I read it, but. Can dig up and find it where they they theorize that Black Sunday was an antecedent of like the uh, is it? I think his name is the director's name is Franco, but he made the lesbian vampire movies in the 70s. Oh, uh, I can, and the uh, like the the two Barbara Steals there in the crypt was sort of a the precursor to that, yeah, like an early erotic vampire scene. Yeah, I mean, that dude, the, the other
1: vampire just like ripped down her shirt for no reason as he left,
0: that's true, too. Yeah. There's there's a lot of moaning, but it doesn't really feel very erotic, other than the exposed flesh. Yeah. Because it's like one... Like a... The life being drained out of her.
1: Yeah, and they're... Why they, why they gingerly touch. Also, why... Th- okay, so... if She needed her specifically because it's her descendant to, like, drain the life, but she wasn't actually swapping bodies with her.
0: Well, it's, like, the implication was that she... Um, influences this whole family and has always influenced the family yeah. so that they keep turning out vessels for her to drain yeah and she just needed to wait for the opportunity because I you don't know if you if you caught when they talked about her um, there was a previous let's say yeah, yeah happened. like a century later yeah yeah exactly but, so the idea is this witch was just lying in the tomb like you know since her brother was the one who put her to death yeah this is her brother's family and she's your revenge by she couldn't just sap any old any old folk well like, mm-hmm. I think she got some strength like, she definitely got strength from the, the, the professor's blood yeah so she why didn't she just sap but her master stroke old, had to be I guess to
1: any old fool and then just kill them regular style
0: I think you just need the uh, it seems like a more
1: efficient plan
0: the drama of the of the, the revenge mm-hmm. on your descend- on your descendants yeah. the one who put you to death yeah well she should have fixed your rope cage before that she was getting there or like covered up the cross yeah i don't know that was, that was not good thinking <laughs> well she can't she can't touch the cross though
1: yeah but put a cloth over it mm. just like button her up real quick really it was like a vampire guy's fault for ripping it down her shirt like that but he just wanted to sneak a peek at that cleave so
0: yeah i think uh there's some stuff about um unsurprisingly i guess that uh uh, Barbara Steele was not particularly comfortable with uh, the way Mario Obama treated her on set. Oh, yeah? Yeah. She was pretty young in this movie. She was let's see she was born in 37 this movie was filmed in 58 59, so she would have been 21. Yeah. She was pretty young and uh, I, I, I I don't know I think there's there's cuts where she's nude now. She's nude in this one, though. Did I miss a nudity scene? No. Uh, yeah, I don't think there was one. But I believe there's a cut where she's nude, and she was sort of, like, not really comfortable with it, but it happened anyway. Oh uh, yeah, I don't see why those would need to
1: happen. I don't.
0: It's just Well, I mean, I just sort of blame the Italians in general. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um. It does feel like a... Uh, it is an exploitation movie, I guess.
1: Yeah, these are... I wish I get that these are just B-movies.
0: I think it depends. I think exploitation movie means different than B-movie, but I think this one is, counts as, as an exploitation movie because of all the gore and uh, yes. bodice ripping and stuff. There was that warning at the beginning that in some versions... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, we, we watched were, the cut that's on Amazon. Over the age of 14. The the, the uh, Amazon Prime one you can buy. That's, uh, I think it's Kino. It's the company that distributes it. But, um, there's definitely, I mean, notably, there's a lot of cuts to this movie. So.
1: When I looked it up, it's, they said, Italian to US was minus 30 minutes and 18 seconds.
0: Yeah, I know the original, like the uh, AIP released this movie in America. The uh, people who do the Roger Corman's company. Yeah. Who did all of its price movies released it in America. And they cut some, uh, probably the three minutes that you said to, um, make it acceptable to American audiences. I don't know if that remo- involved removing nudity or what the deal is, or if there's an Italian version available with like the original dialogue and uh, stuff intact. Not one that
1: I could easily find.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So if anyone knows of a good release, this movie, let me know. I'd be interested actually to watch it because I've seen the, uh, the same American cut many times. And I'm not sure it's the ideal version, ideal version.
1: Yeah, I mean, at least if it's Italian, you can't really tell if you are being terrible actors.
0: Well, it, it, I mean, they might, you know, sometimes, or they might be good actors. That it could totally change a lot of those the tone of a lot of those scenes. Yeah, because sometimes I feel like um, translations tend to just remove a lot of the subtlety from dialogue. Yeah, especially like when it, they probably weren't like interested in preserving that subtly to begin with.
1: Right, because it's the big difference between translation and localization. Because translation is kind of what it sounds like, where, you know, here's, I'm translating the words from language to another language, but localization, I believe, is more like translating the ideas. Mm. So sometimes, I think localizations would be very much like non, very much not literally what happened, because you need to rephrase it to,
0: I think it's mostly to, you know, account for, like, regional differences mm-hmm. or, like, you know, turns of phrase. Well, certainly that, um, certainly if AIP was the one who did the original translation, they were, uh, and still, I guess, Corman is, uh, is still famous for, um, squeezing every penny he can out of a production. <laughs> yeah. So, so, like, um, I don't think he, if he, I'm sure if he had, like, a cousin that spoke some Italian, he would that would, that would have been the first translating <laughs> So I don't think they would have spread for like the best possible translation.
1: Yeah. Cause, you know, sometimes people are clever with words. And cleverness with words usually doesn't translate
0: between languages. It's true. You have to be clever in a different way.
1: Yeah. But also you have to be clever in a different way, but also the same way. And it's complicated. I also didn't realize this was double I learned a couple things. I learned that this is double build with little shovel powers. And I learned that little shelf of powers was not that Original like nineteen eighties thing. Oh
0: you didn't know there was an original i never heard of it.
1: Like oh, yeah. I'd never heard it mentioned.
0: Yeah. yeah. I've actually only seen the old one or seen the new one. <laughs> um but yeah.
1: I've never like I've heard of that little show of Hearts a lot, but only in the it's only ever been in the context of the eighties version. The one with uh, the guy from Ghost. Yeah. Was yeah. it good enough? The original one? Yeah.
0: Okay. I don't remember it that well. It was, like, kind of funny. It's
1: Apparently a black comedy, dark comedy. Yeah, it's kind of funny.
0: It's about a plant of these people. In terms of, like, a rock opera. Yeah. There's songs in it. Ugh. Yeah, so we're, I guess we don't really have to bring up the Bechdel test to this one, because there's only the one character, really. Oh, no, actually, this passed the Bechdel test, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's sort of. No, it doesn't. They talk about... Um, let do the whole time, don't they? No, no, they talk with the cow. The
1: tavern, the tavern, meet her and her daughter. He says, you have there's to... A, with... There's a guy in that one. Yeah, but they're not talking to him.
0: Aren't they explicitly... Don't they only talk to... Only show the part where she... Oh, I guess that's not true.
1: No, she says, go fetch the things you gotta want to. It's dark and scary right there because it's the haunted cemetery. She's like, you go get to milk that cow. She's like, oh, oh,
0: I was thinking about the two, the two, um... Barbara Steeles talk to each other at the end, too. And they don't talk about, um... Do they talk to each other? I guess they don't really, though. She just the one of them just lies there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. And also, does it count if it's the same woman?
0: Well, they're—I mean—that's they're the same character, so I think it would count for the Bechdel test. Yeah. Okay, right? That follows, doesn't it? Yeah, it's not it has to be two different actresses. <laughs> all right, it's just they're just—it's just two just female. It's like referring to the script, really. I think. Yeah, I don't think they talk though. I think one of them just—I think she just kind of lies there while the other one talks. So uh, I'm actually quite fond of Black Sunday. Yeah, I know it's um, probably more of an acquired taste than some of the other really good movies that we've watched, but
1: yeah, it seems like it would be. It seems like it, I would say fans of the genre.
0: Yeah, I think that it's just like really, it's kind of a cool movie. I think the the uh, sort of over the top old school gothic style is really appealing to me.
1: The acting holds a lot back for me.
0: Yep, I, I agree that it's a pretty bad acting. sheer lack of characters. Yeah, that doesn't bother me at all. But I'm, I'm a real kind of character, yeah. I think there's room in for movies that are... That don't have characters, yeah. That are less... Vocal, that Movies don't have to be
1: about characters. Yeah, but then I think you've got to have a lot of, a lot of strong other stuff in it. Hmm.
0: But I would say this does. Yeah. With a lot of cool set pieces and, and uh, visuals. All mm. right. But you know, we don't have to agree.
1: Oh, yeah, um, we don't. Well, we also don't rate these movies. So. Yeah, how many how many vampires out of Frankenstein would you give this
0: movie? Um, three worlds, three worlds worth of vampires. Oh
1: <laughs> shit! <think. laughs> <But. laughs> you sure you want to start that high? Yeah. All right. Well, you know, that's it. put it on the put it on the website. That's official now. Do you uh, Sub- to submit Sunday? it to Rotten Tomatoes?
0: Yeah. yeah. Would it the, the, we're going to be there. We're going to be Rotten Tomatoes. We're going to be killing. Just horror movies with our movie review aggregating thing.
1: Yeah. Just, it's called horrors. Are they spooky? Are they not? dot com. Yeah. Spooks. No spook. Spooks. I'm a Hard Kid kind of guy. You know what I'm saying? I don't care for that second P. I don't care for that second P.
0: Spooky.
1: Um, It's like, you know, welcome to my spooky. Leave the second P out, please.
0: So that pretty much covers my thoughts on Black Sunday. Do you have to add about Black Sunday?
1: No, it was like the best Universal movie we've seen so far.
0: It, yeah, I suppose so. I don't know. I think The Bride Frankenstein is better than this movie. I it is. probably is. And, and I think Frankenstein itself would probably have a...
1: And also, I think The Invisible Man looked cool. It had the cooler visual tricks to it. Well, cooler visual tricks not necessarily look better as an overall shot film.
0: Yeah, the special effects in The Invisible Man are very impressive. Especially for the time. Yeah, considering it's actually 25 years old in this movie.
1: Yeah, and it's I'm still like... It's a crazy thing, considering how bad a lot of these, the effects in these movies
0: look. Like. Yeah, the invisible man, actually, the whole special effects in that hold up really well. I think we talked about that at the time, but...
1: it's, it's I still think about it. It's still, like, wildly, like, how, how...
0: Considering what they were working with.
1: Yeah. Considering, like, the bats in Dracula...
0: And that those moves are like a year or two apart. Yeah,
1: and those bats look terrible. They're like <laughs> they went down to the dollar store and got some string and bats. There
0: wasn't a dollar store at the time.
1: It was. It's just more high end than it is now.
0: <laughs> All stores are dollar stores. Yeah. Um, okay.
1: They went down to the um, the general store.
0: So this this is this will probably be coming out on Halloween.
1: Okay. Um,
0: not necessarily on on as like a. Halloween episode? That's a Halloween episode. Yeah, I should have made it spookier. Just because of... um. Should have worn a costume. Timing. Yeah, we're both wearing costumes.
1: Oh. <laughs> you were the illusion. Huh? Huh? What's hey. your costume?
0: When you can't see it? Yeah. I'm a Dracula. Ah, so am I. Yeah, we're both Draculas. It's a weird coincidence.
1: But we can't see each other's because... That's why we actually can't see each other because Draculas can't see their own reflections. You know what I'm saying? You'll get there.
0: No, I mean, I already got there, and I don't... All right, it doesn't, so... It doesn't follow, because we're not, we're not... All right, so here we go. We're not the same person, so we're not reflecting... Reflections every time. So you're ready for an... Um, so if there's two vampires, and they're standing across from you, that doesn't follow, <laughs> they would both... Be, they wouldn't be able to see each other. It doesn't make any sense. So
1: you're ready for probably a segment, right? Our favorite segment, the fan-favorite segment that we do every single week. This is what? It is... The fan-favorite segment that we do every week, that they clamor for that they can't get enough for that people honestly skip too much of the podcast to
0: get to the part we uh, debate about what Dracula's can see of each other
1: (laughs) no no of course not the part
0: where we decide
1: exactly what part of the movie the main character what's he doing there nope wait we call this one, Why Are They In Love? And that is where we discuss, why are them two leads in love?
0: Well, they like just the way they look from across a uh, courtyard.
1: Okay. And
0: that, that was like the
1: spark of their chemistry.
0: I think that a movie set in the Victorian era has to keep in mind that that's pretty much how it worked back then. Anyway. Oh, yeah.
1: no courtship. They're just like, I saw a pretty doctor from across the way. Yeah.
0: I don't know I also think that's true. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're still courtship. It's definitely, definitely movie shorthand. For characterization, yeah. So you would you would categorize right. this one as love at first sight? I think so. Yes. Okay. All right. I think it's I think it's one hundred percent earned.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm love again when you think she's dead, and it's like, what did you know about her?
0: <laughs> they met literally like the day before. Yeah, and had no conversations. Well, they had some conversations. Did he carry her limp mm. body from room to room? Can we do a new test where it's like?
1: The, do the love interest talk about each other in the movie?
0: They do talk about each other. Well, definitely Asa, Asa what's, whatever her name is, um, talks about Kaya's love interest to loved Kaya's mid-body.
1: Yeah, but that's not her. No. Do the two love interests like, talk to each other?
0: They did, yeah. They about, talked about... About um, each
1: other. There's a... Does it pass that test?
0: No, I wouldn't say it passed. <laughs> <All
1: the test. laughs> so that's our favorite segment. No, it fails the Bailey test. The Bailey test. Yeah, okay. No, that's a bad name. I don't want it to be
0: named after me. My... No, it is Naila. That's how it works. Bailey's a lot.
1: Yeah. Two romantic leads will show no interest, will appear on screen frequently together, yet never speak to each other about each other.
0: There are multiple, I mean, the. It's, it's really truly astonishing how they managed to reproduce the classic uh, wooden American, chemistry-free, <laughs> romantic lead character with an Italian man. Yeah, he's
1: like, he had all the same lack of personality. Same hairstyle
0: even. Yeah. They imported him full cloth. You sure they didn't just import American? American? I mean, it, it, they could just grab any of the, the leads of like The Fall of the House of Usher and like any of the Pinsley Price movies where it's a D.
1: they just they just open up a fresh new box of romantic male leads pick them up he's like "What am I today you're a doctor sure thing buddy where's my name uh, oh well, let me see my, my hair's not coming the right direction there we go ready to buckle and swash yeah give me some Dracula's to punch
0: he does wrestle. He does wrestling. guys. He does
1: <laughs> a long, extended, clumsy wrestling scene.
0: Yeah, I think I think he might be uh, remembering it as longer than it actually was. I think yeah. it was only about fifteen seconds long, <laughs> but it was really clumsy. It was pretty clumsy. It was just a fight to the death. Andrew sometimes those aren't those aren't pretty or exciting to watch. Yeah, but I
1: mean, a lot of the ones have been very like staged, very cl- very awkward. They've been awkward, not clumsy.
0: It was weird that they chose to film that from such a distance. Yeah, and such so like a low angle. But I don't, I don't know what the deal with that was.
1: Yeah, it was to make it seem
0: more imposing. Maybe, maybe it was just they couldn't get the actors to do it, so that could be why. <laughs> like maybe, like legitimately, maybe it wasn't those two actors. Maybe it was oh, just yeah. on actors or something, or they had to film it later, or or they just like like if we put this up close, it looks really bad. <laughs> maybe that, that that can also be legitimately be the reason, definitely. Um,
1: it looks like these two guys. Well, they need a lot of room to roll around. Mm,
0: that's true. Maybe, maybe yeah, I guess, like, you do probably want to establish the, um, the. And they had to have the trap. They had to have them move towards the trap door. I guess the staging was important to establish, but it's weird that given the movie so. You know, the camera is so animated and the rest of the movie, they wouldn't try to, like, cut in and cut out on the action a little bit more. Well, what was fight choreography like back then? Uh, they probably wasn't a choreographer. I mean, they probably just had a. They probably just figured out where they had to be to be on, on their mark or whatever I and mean, just put it up together.
1: I wonder what, like, if you could trace, like, sort of the evolution of, you know, fight choreography and fight cinematography and film. I feel certain that that has been done.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, like. I haven't seen it, but. I'd be interested in seeing, like, when it evolved. Well, I wonder how much influence mm-hmm. the uh, Asian cinema had on that, right? Like that, like the kung,
1: like the sort of Hong Kong kung fu boom of like the seventies. There might have been some westerns with some
0: choreography as well. Hey, yeah. I know that. Um, I mean, it probably wasn't choreography necessarily in the way they're thinking of it, but I know that you brought up *They Live* when we watched it because you felt like the scene was long, <laughs> and that. Well, it's a pre it was
1: the precursor
0: that *They Live* is, the, the fight scene in *They Live* is pretty close to a ripoff of fight, fight scene for western yeah it's like that was the whole idea was that they were staging restaging i think it was stage i think it's is it stagecoach it might be stagecoach i'm not sure i of my head uh-huh. but there's a western with a really long fight scene that's very very obviously the um like the surroundings are different yeah but they sort of adapted it for urban los angeles or whatever
1: they replaced all the horses with cars yeah but
0: it's it's that was the idea every time the fight scene they lived was that they were re- reshooting this Splicing from stagecoach or whatever it was. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that scene, given how long the take was and all the stuff that happens in the during the fight, like all the interaction with things, like it had to be choreographed. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily look like a... Well, it's... it's I mean... I guess we're talking about... There's two different things that you're talking about. You're talking about choreography and fights. Yeah. Which is probably just like an increasing a lot of planning and organization that went into it based right. on how complicated the fight scene started to get yeah and also then there was this sort of like increasingly like martial arts balletic sort of
1: yeah and I think you know the choreography of martial arts don't need to be the same thing it's just that the you know the fighting like what happens during the fights is an integral part of the scene
0: hmm. I mean it's, it's weird because it's almost like I think it's probably fair to say that the older fight scenes are, in a lot of ways, more realistic than the
1: current. Oh, places. it's it's like two dudes grabbing each other's shoulders and shimming around a lot.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of fights, like real fights, are probably like two dudes all, like, grabbing like, shoulders, trying to like choke each other and put fingers to his eyes. And yeah, it's not a lot of like propaganda
1: and a lot of punches. Yeah, and
0: it is punching, but
1: but you know, like
0: fancy punches. Yeah,
1: um, but I don't think they don't go far enough. because it, it feel it doesn't feel very like. Rough and dirty. For what, for what this, I mean, I, I compared to they live because fight scene did feel like weird and raw and rough and dirty.
0: Mm.
1: It didn't feel like the traditional like let's grab
0: let's hug a lot and move around. Yeah, I think you might, you might want to check out they live again because I watched it again recently and yeah. I do remember being because like of how beat up and Piper gets and that. And yeah, like. When I watched it when I was younger, I was like, wow, oh, this is, like, really intense. And I watched it again, it's, like, super, super cartoony. Well, I
1: don't mean, like, and necessarily, necessarily like,
0: intense, but, like... Even the damage, they are they're like, they're both, like, dragging dragging themselves up after his thing. And they're, like, it's just very, like, it's not raw. I wouldn't call it raw I, uh, upon second viewing.
1: Well, I guess what I mean is not clumsy in the same way. Like, when I say raw, I don't mean, I mean, sort of it doesn't it's choreographed but it doesn't look like a choreographed fight mm. yeah
0: but this is so far from the point just, <laughs> yeah well anyway the fight scene is not choreographed no it's just a bunch of wrestling it's just a bunch just a bunch of wrestling and then there's a giant pit for some reason I don't know why that pit's there Still, there's a lot of hidden pathways and stuff in that castle
1: I don't know why the brother comes out of it all <laughs> torn
0: up well, I guess he I got pushed down there, and his clothes got torn on some brambles.
1: Yeah. all right. Um, I don't know. Those dogs were those dog. I hope those dogs are fired because they were bad actors.
0: Yeah, two dogs die in the movie, but apparently they don't, they don't really die because you can't even tell when you're watching it because it looks like they're just like happy dogs laying in front of a fire. Yeah. But the actors act like their dogs are dead.
1: They're like, "What's going on here?" And then like one of the dogs like raises
0: his head up. He's like, "What's going on?" Hey. Well, it's, it's late. It's, it's last. its last action is to look it up. Playatively at his master. I guess. Playatively. Um,
1: I'm sorry, I was wrong. Give those dogs medals. They're the best guys. actors.
0: Best actor medals. See, the dogs are dead, Andrew. It's been like, gosh, 50 years. Posthumous. More than 50 years, but yeah.
1: Posthumous medals, please.
0: I want those at the next Academy Awards. Barbara Steele is still alive, actually. Best dog acting in a film. They're only in her 70s. Yeah,
1: she was in movies like in 2004 or something. Mario is did. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't in the movies. He died. Yeah, yeah. kind of hard to be in movies.
0: According to Wikipedia, I never heard of this before. But according to Wikipedia, for Black Sunday, there's. Well, I guess I guess it, it works for Peter Cushing so it's not that hard. <laughs> according to the Wikipedia page, Mario um, Bava's son made a remake. Of oh yeah, sorry. But I had never heard of it. It was called Black Sunday Two. No, it was called Demons. It was recent released in the U.S. as Demons Five: colon, The Devil's Veil.
1: Which is kind of like Tim and Master of Satan. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Devil's a Veil at the same way.
0: And apparently this uh, *Timber* and *Sleepy Hollow borrowed some of the movie. I like,
1: I like my favorite thing about that part is it has borrowed quotation marks.
0: Yeah, I don't um There's some real editorializing there. I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember that that part, but. I don't remember that movie. I never saw it. I saw it a long time ago, but I don't.
1: Remember that well. Was it the part where the dogs are sleeping in front of the fire? There's a lot of dogs sleeping in front of fires. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. That was a really part. If I put it as number four, yeah, it's the scariest moment you've It's
0: a scary part. <laughs> We'd like to start taking uh, listener, listener questions and comments on the show. That is sure. If you have a message, leave it for us on our voicemail at 508 817 3408. Is there a right to Andrew's personal phone?
1: I um, is there a call better,
0: anytime better yeah. option for people who don't want to leave their voices on the internet? Yeah, you could email us, um, Matt at goldenatar.com and okay. I gave you an email address that's ridiculous but I don't remember what it is. It's something dumb, something dumb. It's something I
1: asked for, but I don't remember what it was. Something about being spooky, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, spooky boy, sixty nine or something. <laughs> Spooky time, let's party, have a good time. You can also definitely, definitely reach out to us on Twitter. I'm at the watermouthedaters at pizza pranks. Sure. That would probably be the best way to quickly get a hold of us. Yeah.
1: Twitter is my favorite thing because I can, I feel more, I feel less obligated to just ignore it.
0: I also like Twitter. um It feels like I have to respond right away. You know what I'm saying? Mm hmm. If you uh, like this podcast, you can leave us a rating or review on iTunes. That would be very helpful. Or just tell us that you liked it. That'd be nice too.
1: No, um, but still leave
0: your review. If you don't like it,
1: leave a five star review
0: anyway. Yeah, just say you liked it. It's not that. Not idea. gonna hurt you, dude. <laughs> yeah, be nice. <laughs> uh,
1: no one's no one's checking your iTunes ratings. You saying mm, look at this stuff that's got, look
0: at the stuff that's frustrating. Yeah, I mean, really, like, don't don't bother. Like, just don't bother leaving a bad review. Why would you do it? Just don't leave a good review if you really if you really hate it that much. Who panicked trying? Kubota. Quibono. Um. Yeah, we also have a mailing list. Um, I'm sort of not that great at remembering to send out the emails. Uh, I'm
1: I'm really good at unsubscribing from mailing lists.
0: Yeah, well, I'll just keep subscribing if you try to unsubscribe. <laughs> it's a good thing about that I can manually subscribe you to that. I'm not subscribed to it. I don't think you are. I'll subscribe you.
1: Oh, uh, I'm probably. <laughs> <laughs> they email. Well, some people legitimately do. Prefer. Some people do like them.
0: Yes, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, and I, I, I actually do. There are email lists that I like to read, but I am also very uh, aggressive about unsubscribing from bad ones. Yeah, so you make a good one. Yeah. Well, I just mainly just, just say, hey, there's a new episode out. Check it out here. Good idea. And I don't otherwise bother you. Um, it's also Facebook, and that also pretty much. Only announces new episodes. Yeah, because that's all I'm really. Interested but it's not like it. Facebook even tell you. Facebook might put it there five weeks from then. Yeah, that's just not a very reliable way to find out about the new episode or anything really. So that if you want, yeah. So I guess in conclusion, the best way to find out a new episode is either email list or subscribe to the podcast. Yeah, if on iTunes, it's, you a podcast, it's a podcast, it's a podcast. It five seconds. But if you don't, if you just, just I I know from the other like some people just like to go to the website, listen to the podcast. That works, there. yeah. Then, you know, the email us email is what you do. You do you. Or you get the RSS feed on the website. I'm not your dad. <laughs> you are not their dad. And are your dad.
1: That's true. Do podcasts the way you want to do them.
0: So our theme music is the Swan Lake dub by Dubology. All right. Um, and next month, I have us down for doing Current Echo. What now? A Japanese horror movie called Current Echo. Oh, okay. I've never heard of it. I think we've got um, eight or nine more foreign horror movies. Oh, that's quite i think i picked 12 originally i'm like a year's worth and then i don't know what we're doing after that probably more horror movies oh what (laughs) you know yeah why not
1: Mm. why not do people do hard people make horror movies anyway
0: yeah i I, yeah are you sure it's actually one on netflix called clown about a guy who puts a clown stone and gets stuck
1: (laughs) are you sure that's the first movie that
0: made that that he's got to eat kids
1: isn't it the plot of halloween
0: 3 three season the witch yeah it's
1: not the one where they put on a mask and the mask gets stuck yes the but movie.
0: this is well, this is a haunted ghost clown suit or no clowns are monsters that live in the hills and if you put on their clown skins then you turn into a clown and it, they eat kids there was another movie about it you bring kids It was
1: called eight. clown trickers
0: yeah also it <laughs> never heard of it Stephen King's it oh Stephen King's it I okay. don't know
1: never heard of that one oh I saw that one that's yeah, that's the thing that. Is that the thing they made all the, um, they got the idea from all those Rick and Morty shirts. From what? All those Rick and Morty shirts about, you know, where he's like got the
0: balloon, right? And Rick's like a clown. And then they made a movie based on that. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, huh? yeah, Isn't is Rick and Morty just like an extended commercial for that sauce from McDonald's or whatever? McDonald's sauce? Maybe. I like Rick and Morty, I'll be honest. No,
1: I enjoyed, yeah. I watched the first two seasons. It's fine.
0: Yeah, it's funny. Did you see Pickle Rick? Yeah, it's pretty It's Yeah, to put, put yeah. so get
1: Pickle Rick. the stuff. Let's see, the